Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Everyone who can hear me, I love you, I love you, I love you. And today I want to share with you a beautiful soul, beautiful human being. Uh, and we're going to have a good time. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Denise Holland. Hey, good to be here, Rob. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Yeah, really good start to the year. Really cool. Oh, I like that. And and go ahead and just tell everybody where that that lovely, lovely, what I call over here in the U.S. accent, but what <laughs> you would call just way of speaking. What part of the world is that from right now? <laughs> okay, so I'm from Kent, uh, Rochester originally, which is just south of London. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's where I'm right now. Just pretty late here in the evening. I love the way you um, you said that because I I do the very American thing. I only know a few places over there, so I'm asking you to. Can you say how close that is to this? The one thing that I know. So I appreciate you putting it in in perspective to London because I'm very familiar with that. Thank you. Um, but Denise, if you would for me, kind of set up the conversation today with how you would describe yourself. And you can go back as far as you want, uh, you know, or as late as you want. But that kind of set us up for, for our conversation today. Yeah. So describe myself. I mean, I, I've been in, in uh, performance sport for 30 years. I was the national coach for Scotland in my sport netball in the lead up to the Commonwealth Games in 2014. I was a national athlete netballer in 1991 and in 1995 and did the world championships and I came across the principles in 2013 and basically <laughs> had an epiphany about how it is sometimes I could just smash it out of the park and be really in that beautiful zone state and just be really surprised by what performance I would put in and then another time I would be a gibbering wreck and full of, you know, my mind full of stuff and my body would get tight and I just would have no idea what was going on. And I had an epiphany that, oh my goodness, now I know why that happened, what was happening. And you know, shucks, if only I'd have known <laughs> this, <laughs> then uh, maybe I would have been okay as an athlete um, at that international level. You know, I I, I fell short. I was a 75% shooter. Uh, and the national uh, norm is, you know, you've got to shoot at 90, 95% to be world-class. So I fell short, even though I put in thousands of hours of training and I was a 100% shooter in training, but mm -hmm. I could never pull it off in competition. And then when I came across the, the, this understanding of the mind, everything just clicked. Yeah. It just was like, oh my goodness. And it completely transformed my life. So for the last 10 years, um, 
you know, I left my role as national coach for Scotland and I've been coaching now sports people, but also a lot of youth and um, now business people and business teams to help them, Rob, to, if you like, improve the quality of the minds of the team or the or the workforce such that they live a better life and they get better results and it's more sustainable. Wow. There's at least 50 questions I got, but (laughs) at least 50. First, do this for me. Set up the sport for those who may not know what the sport is. And then I'll go with my next question. Okay. So netball was derived um, in the early 1900s from basketball actually so um, basketball came over I think from the states and um, we took it if you like made it into sort of netball where there is no backboard and you can't run with the ball like you can in basketball the court is slightly bigger and it's divided into three thirds and you can only hold on to the ball for three seconds and there's no backboard so the ball's got to go through it's got to go through the hoop it's a slightly smaller ball and it's a smart slightly smaller ring than a basketball uh, it's really fast right now and uh, the top three four countries in the world are currently or oh, new zealand australia jamaica and england <laughs> wow the depth of knowledge you have <laughs> that was oh wow thank you for that so you, how did you get into netball? I was, if you like, late into netball. I was a gymnast, actually, as a young girl. And I got into netball when I was, I'm like, played at school, school. But in I was selected for county, so representative in the UK, uh, when I was 16. And I played under 18 county. And then I moved to Hong Kong and trialed for the Hong Kong national team and was really lucky to, or very fortunate, to make that team. And I did the 1991 World Championships, as I said, in Sydney, and then again in Birmingham in 1995, and a few Asian Championships as well. So that's how I got into the sport. And then when I came back to England, I was kind of cooked as an athlete. And I thought, you know what, I want to coach. I was coached by some of the best coaches in Australia. And so now I joined the England high-performing coaching team. Wow. Now, what's so fascinating about this to me is this is all before you knew how to settle your mind. Yes, you did have some success. So there are things out there that may work in a way, right? Like we're not denying that part, but, but what we're saying is there's just a completely different experience once you do know. Oh yeah. Once you do know. So what, if you were to go back then, what would, what do you think it was that you were believing at the time that was moving? What was the driving train then? I, I, I mean, as a player, I, I had a horrible time, I think, because I was trying to be the best that I could be. When I was seven, I heard that, Denise, you need to be the best that you can be. And I heard that I wasn't enough unless I was being the best that I could be. And the one thing that I was really good at is as a young girl, I was really fast. I was a sprinter. So unless I was coming in first, I was saying to myself that I wasn't enough. It wasn't enough for me. So my standards were really high and it just got in the way of my entire career and actually my entire life until I 
came across an understanding of the principles. Oh, no, Denise, you're using your mind in a way which really doesn't serve you. And it's based on a misunderstanding that, that you're not enough. And that misunderstanding is, is, is just so off that you have been trying to make up and you've been trying too hard to express what is natural to you as an athlete. Yeah. And there were obviously times, Rob, where I was able to express myself as an elite netball athlete and it was fine. But as soon as I wanted it to be something else, as soon as I wanted it to be a particular percentage or as soon as I didn't want to be benched, <laughs> I would try harder. And that trying harder from a place of lack is what really completely spoiled my career. Mm, I, I, I can understand that. I, and I love, I love the topic because there are so many things that all young athletes have built upon them that they have been taught in a way is what fuels them and ground. And you got to think that you're from this hard background and put all that and think about all these people who you got to take care of financially and think about all this and think about that. So, now go play your best. And you're like, uh, no, it made sense then though, because it was how I performed as an athlete. I got to win this, man. I, I, I got to get this scholarship because my mom can't afford college. I need this. And, and you're right. The, the limit of performance or the level of limiting myself with that, I, I couldn't even see then. I know. Couldn't even see. Wow. So how does that, how does that differ now with the understanding in coaching and, and now seeing an individual who's caught up in that? And you know it's not the way. Like, how is that? Yeah, so <clears throat> it's been a beautiful 10-year journey, Rob. And I was with a, a young footballer. Actually, I've been, I've been working with a young footballer. And he's had his just, just eight sessions. And, and before he was, if he made a mistake, he would just dissolve. I mean, he's very young, but he would just dissolve and he would cry and he would have a tantrum. If somebody else scored and he didn't score and it was even on his own team, he would still get really upset because he wanted to score. And after eight sessions, he came in the other day and he's, and, and I said, how are you doing? And he said, you know, Denise, I've learned to play freely. Mm. And we talk about, I talk about play freely because it's the title of my upcoming book. And I help players that even when there are consequences, win or lose, world rankings, league tables, go up, go down, relegation, promotion, even when there are consequences, what is it that you can understand about how your mind works such that you can play freely. You can be an explorer of what's possible through your body and mind. And I help people to identify their psychology and what it is they're invested in, what it is they're entangled with, how it is that they're outsourcing their well-being to, to their performance, to their results. And as soon as they see that, they settle down and then they reconnect and they start to love it again. They start to 
yeah, that's what it used to be like. I just loved it. I love creating the moves. I love seeing the angles. I loved expanding my my perceptual field and and, and making all of those decisions, which then feel like non-decisions. It's instinctive. It's intuitive. And that's what people love about sport and physical expression in competition. But they so easily lose that as soon as their okayness as a human being is on the line. There's not many people I've heard in your professional realm talking about this understanding. So it's kind of intriguing to me how you fell upon it. How did you come across this understanding? So I was the national coach for Scotland and I was due to go to the Commonwealth Games. And I did four and a half years of a six year agreement and 18 months out of the Commonwealth Games to remain completely professional here. uh, We we mutually agreed to part company. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just such a cute way of saying. Because <laughs> uh, now my mind is like, oh, I've heard that before with teams and co- you know, I heard that that cute way. You, I mean, yeah, it's cute. It's it's, <laughs> it's in football, soccer here in the UK all the time, almost yeah. every week. There's a new manager. Um, so we parted company and I was, I was literally driving home from Scotland in my little car and I stopped at the service station on the M6, just to cut the story pretty short. And I just put my hands up and I just said, you know what, give me something to keep me occupied for the next six months. Cause this really hurts. This mm-hmm. was We'd moved from 17th to 12th in the world. We'd qualified in our own right as a top 12th country. First time ever for Scotland in the Commonwealth Games. It was an enormous achievement. But now I found myself out of a role, which was, yeah, it was painful. And I came across Jamie Smart's book, Clarity, and I said, okay, all right, that's the one then. (laughs) 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 And I I took it home and, and, and read it. Okay, and something was stirring, and it read it led me to Michael's book, Inside Out Revolution. And somewhere in the middle there, I just have this epiphany of, oh my word, am I making this all up? Mm. And it was so profound. I cried and laughed the whole weekend. I felt as if I was a little kid and I got this big secret and I just didn't know what to do with it. And from that moment on, all of the feelings and disappointment and hurt and all of that, you know, burnout potentially that was going on in me, it all just disappeared. It literally disappeared. And 18 months later, I went to the Commonwealth Games with some of my management team. And we had nothing but love and respect for the incoming coach. And we were just behind that team. And every step of the way, 
we were with them and just had so much gratitude for the fact that somebody else was able to come in and finish the job and and take them and um and and ensure that they were able to perform at their best at the commonwealth games now here's the thing rob if i hadn't come across the principles or this understanding of the mind in as much as I'm making up my reality moment to moment. And you know what? It's not inevitable given the circumstances. It's optional. It's up to me. And I saw that on a level which just blew my mind. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. I really don't have to feel like this. And it opened up. And that, the way my approach and my respect for the incoming coach, that wouldn't have been possible for me. Mm-hmm. I would have lived in, in um, <clears throat> judgment. I would have lived in regret and, and huge disappointment. For a long, long time, I would have lived there. I know I, it, would have, it would have taken me months, maybe even, even the whole time, to get over it. And here I am, as Sid said, it gives us the possibility of jumping the boundaries of time, space, and matter. I mean, there it was. It didn't take me 18 months or the next five years to get over the fact that I, if you like, had just lost my dream job. I was over it in a nanosecond. Unbelievable. Uh, well, so play freely. <clears throat> and the reason I'm so excited to, to hear about that is because um, I used to play, football was my sport, football and basketball, American football and, and basketball. And I recently, um, since retiring from the military, picked back up playing flat football. And my body for a few years couldn't do it. I was hurting a lot, you know, pain, inflammation, things like that. But I kind of got up to a real healthy state and start back playing. And not thinking I would be able to play like I did in my 20s, but wow, playing freely, I seem to play well with people in their 20s, if that makes sense. You know, it's like they laugh at me being 46, but they wonder how we're operating even in the same stratosphere with that. And it's not not as fast at all, nowhere near as fast as any of them. But playing with the freedness of the mind, I just find the spots. Catch my ball, follow my, you know, as they said, follow my process, my techniques. And I tend to keep being able to play year after year. And and so that's what I want to hear in this. Like, what is it opened up to Mm -hmm. people for you hearing you talk about playing free? Yeah. Yeah, That's beautiful. I think, I think the the play freely piece for me is 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 really helping people to identify that where they're playing from is everything, and if they can have a level of awareness of what they've got on it and what they could therefore drop out of they would be free of that. So 
in the old days and in many sports, of course, now, if 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 you start to feel pressure, you start to feel oh, I've got to get this one, and this one's a really this this one's a really big game, you know, yeah. that sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> then you would try to control, you try and manage, you try and manipulate your thinking because it does start to go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And in the old days, you'd have all sorts of techniques. You'd have, you know, some affirmations, some visualizations, you'd have some positive self-talk. You know, you might even have a little bit of CBT going on or a little bit of neuralistic programming going to help you to calm your mind. And all of that activity, if you like, tools and techniques, in it, for me, just ramped up my mind. It just, <laughs> it just made it worse because now my technique or my my banana, if you like, to 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 settle my chimp mind, isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's looking in the other direction from being so concerned with what's going on in our mind. And we can see that when teams play really well and go beyond boundaries, they are playing freely. They are not concerned with what's going on in their mind. And when it comes in, they're not bothered by it. So if they're not bothered by it, They don't need to apply a technique to it and distract themselves. They're able just to stay in the game. They're able to continue in the flow. They're able to reconnect with the love of the very next move. They're able to just take the very next step or the very next glance or the very next throw. They stay present. It's really difficult to stay present if you've got, if you're giving attention to all of this activity in the mind. And if it's a case of seeing that for what it is, it's, it's for me, I just say, I've always seen it as energy. It's only something if I decide it is. <laughs> you said uh, some beautiful things in that that um how playing freely is so much of staying in the game uh staying in the game is so much of being present beautiful so much of just worrying about the next shot the next pitch the next like it's so it flows when you say it that way it just it just really flows, and you said it so beautifully. It makes me think about this. It was this: <clears throat> we're in playoff time for American football here, and so I'm watching a game with Michael the other day, and Kit throws. Um, no, no, no. We were talking about the game. We watched it separately. We were together talking about the game, but the quarterback for one team threw four interceptions the first half. And they were down 27 to zero. And he's only been in the NFL for like one or two years, like maybe two years. Um, but the kid face didn't change, like not a frown, not a smile, not any of that. 
So much so everybody tunes out. I stopped watching the game. Michael said he went somewhere and didn't pay any attention. We were done. The game was 27-0 at halftime. It's over. Nobody, the kid come back and win. And so, of course, everybody trying to go watch the highlights now and catch up. He just never wavered. There you go. He just, ne- like somewhere in his mind, yeah. it didn't make sense to him to worry about the four interceptions, which yeah. if you think about, which kills every game, but he he didn't. And, and, and he was able to will himself to a better playing that willed his team to the win. And it was just a, a beautiful example of what you just, you know, you just said when you, when you just stay in the game, one throw at a time, one series at a time, you know. Um, wow. Yeah, I got a new nickname for you too now. And, and I know you've probably been called it your whole life, but you are affectionately for me now as coach. That's it now. <laughs> like you're coach. Like, yeah, like when I say coach out there, like, I mean, I ain't talking about, I'm not talking about like, you know, the life. Co- no, you coach. You are coach. So if you hear somebody say, I, I think Rob was talking about you. Like, are you coach? You'll know it's that's it now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. Man, this is, a, I, I'm going to love, uh, you know, putting this episode out because performance, for people to see how similar, you know, the, the stuff that we talk about in athletics, works in business, works yeah. in relationships, works in just normal way of beings. That's what I love about the, the way you, you shape the story. Um, wow. Again, thank you so much for being here, coach. But I want you to, I want you to uh, kind of one, tell us where they can find you, tell everybody where they can find you. And two, just send us out with that speech. You know, now that they know your coach, you know, coach, we are down, right? We are at halftime. We're down 27-0, you know, kind of share with all the listeners something that sends us back out there to win the next half. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. So firstly, if anybody wants to get hold of me or look at any of my work, it's www.denisholland.org. And I will be speaking at the North Devon innate health and wellness conference in March Uh, so if you're in the UK it'd be great to see you there so at 27 I love this I do this with my players actually when I'm doing um, uh, their one-to-ones for me how much do you just love the game how prepared are you to be an explorer of what's possible right and and, and give up any assumptions that, that any of your assumptions about the outcome right now. So you can just, I give you permission to just let that go, to completely uh, wipe the slate clean. It's zero, zero. We're starting afresh. We're going back out there. And we are now connected as one. So any one of you that's got some thinking around being down on yourself, you know what? You don't have that privilege right now. So I tell you what, let's just let it go. I want you to return to the love of the game. I want you to be present. I want you to feel every second and be there every second. Don't be in the bar with your, you know, or your your head down the toilet later on. You know, don't be there yet. 
Let's just see what's possible. And, and be fascinated. Be ready to be surprised about what's going to happen. And, and, and let's see if we today can learn more than the opposition. Win or lose. Let's see how much we can grow and evolve as people, let alone as sports people. Right now, in this game, let's make this count. Are you in? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in, coach. Let's go. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.